0: Hello everyone and welcome to Anime Against the World, the rebrand of Gateway to the Aniverse. This is still the podcast that you know and love. Nothing is really changing too much. We are going through a bit of a transition trying to rebrand, to reach out to a wider audience and try and bring the podcast to many more people. Um, hopefully you understand that. Um, I'm sure it's a bit of a shock when you've got some new artwork and some new uh, title titles in your feed and that's completely understandable hopefully you'll all stick with us throughout this period sam's going to still do the introduction this week is still gateway to the anniversary because this is sort of again a bit transitional and we recorded things at different times so i'm just putting this here to let you know that it is still the same people and i hope you enjoy this week's podcast about the autumn anime the second one in the series like i say it's going to be more of the same stuff um, hopefully we can diversify in the future but um let us know what you think of the rebrand if you like it or not um you know we're, we're always open to some sort of feedback and uh, it's very much appreciated so anyway without further ado hope you're all well and hope you
1: enjoy the podcast ta-ta Hello, Weebs, and Old, and welcome back to another episode of Gateway to the universe the podcast that aims to guide an anime novice to the weird, wide, and wonderful world of Japanese animation. My name is Sam, a self-proclaimed anime expert, and with me, as always, is our novice, Will.
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. We are, again, going to be looking at some wonderful anime today. We're going to be looking at some um, new autumn anime, although some of it, most of it, is revisiting stuff uh, to for, like... Uh, multiple seasons, isn't it? It's like seasons two and three of the yeah. shows that we've kind We're of explored. we some
1: stuff that we have looked at before, we've yeah. explored it before, and also one brand new thing that Will brought for us today, uh, something that he picked off the shelf uh, this autumn season. Yep. Uh, we I went to my blockbusters,
0: because... looked around the uh, new down autumn down anime, blockbuster. and...
1: Uh like yes, yeah. and you got your DVD with three episodes burned onto it. Yep. That was it available for you. It probably cost 40 you fifty pounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, <laughs> My goodness, the the absolute state of anime buying in the UK. So it is. Ridiculous. We thought because it's been about three weeks into the autumn season, we we built this podcast on the three episode rule. We built it around uh, giving shows a chance and seeing what happens. But today we're mixing it up. And now that we're into the autumn season, after last week, we wanted to look at a few more shows that are airing, including checking in on some stuff that we've looked at before. Maybe not stuff that we'll stuck with, but nonetheless, uh, something that we have checked out before. So what are we looking at today, Will? What's happening?
0: Okay, so uh, the running order for the show, and uh, we won't be putting timestamps in. You can just skip forward and find out when we're talking about stuff, because we're far too lazy for that. Um, We're going to go with Shield Hero to start. Um, is it Season 3? Season 3. Season 3 of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero. Yep. The first episode for me. I think some of you watched um, the subsequent ones at this
1: stage. I have indeed. Cool. I've watched all of Season 1 through 2. And now I am up to date with 3. Brilliant. One episode behind actually. So I should catch we up after this.
0: We're then going to move into Goblin Slayer. One that was definitely one that stuck mm. in our minds from um, from our previous encounters. Because it was um, a, a little bit more of a, a, a darker take on the whole... Goblins are uh, the whole fantasy saga, I guess? Yes. Gonna... One of
1: the only shows uh, that has a content warning at the start of it, which probably should apply to our last show, which is...
0: Which is Kingdoms of Ruin, a brand new series um, that I knew nothing mm. about, but I picked it off the shelf because the uh, poster art looks cool and it was a new autumn <laughs> anime. So uh, it ticked both boxes for me. And uh, I'm I, boy, am I glad that I did pick that one because I'm excited to talk about that one when we get to it. Um,
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: So, I don't know, Sam. uh, I guess we can jump straight into Shield Hero if you want.
1: Let's do it. So, um, the last time we left Shield Hero, uh, we'd met our protagonist, Naofumi, uh, who is the Shield Hero. He is able to use many and varied shields, from defensive to uh, vine shield, air shields, all sorts of things. Mm. And he has been tasked, because as any person who has been transported to a brand new world knows... He's been tasked with saving this world. Right, He's been isekai'd into a brand new place. He knows about isekai. He knows the rules of the game. And when we first met now for me back in season one, mm. he had been framed for sexually assaulting oh, yeah, the yeah. princess of this kingdom. And so this sets him up as a underdog. He is a hero for the country who still needs to fight. However, he has this stigma attached to him. And so he is starting from almost a negative uh, standpoint. Yeah, absolutely. We rejoin him now. A few months down the line, he's had a few adventures, a few quests. um, And Will, what's he doing now? What's, what's happened to now for me? Do you still recognize him as the same character? Has he, has he changed much from what you can remember from season one? Um, He's not really. I think um, season one, the first few episodes. uh, So for
0: context, I watched the first three and I didn't touch it again until now. Um, The, the, he he was always gaining, he had a bit of bravado about him. He was confident in himself, mm. confident in his own sort of reasoning and thoughts and, and, and his own ability. So he basically hasn't really changed much, but he knows a lot more about the world. He's got a bit, of, bit more of a um, carved out role by the sounds of it. He's got his own lands. Has he got his own like kingdom, I guess? Yes. Um, which yeah. is...
1: After the events of season one, he got given... Um... Uh, like a small village, essentially, to kind of rule okay. over by himself, in recognition of his contributions to defeating the waves,
0: but but still not enough to um, control the people of that land, so they don't buy all of his slaves.
1: Yes, it's <laughs> <laughs> um, going well for him. Still. Yeah, it's go- it's going well for for old now for me here. He's he's progressing at a pretty decent pace, but. As we find him at the start of here in season three, he's noticing more and more that the system itself is broken and he can't just superhero his way through it. There is a slaving system that is operating in this world that we've known about since mm. the early He's taken Gordon advantage of. One, which he has taken advantage of thoroughly, and this is something that is quite a big criticism of Shield Hero, and uncomfortably quite a lot of Isekai stories in general right. is this idea of slavery. And it's good because you're a good master. I've bought this slave. They have to work for you. It's a, it's a really quick way to get a new party member. But the <laughs> morals of it are super dodgy. Mm. Um, and and it's kind of compounded a bit more with Raftalia in this case, um, our beloved raccoon waifu, mm. uh, in that she explicitly states a few times that she wants to be now me, slave she wants to be with him in that way because that's the only way she can see their relationship and it's really not healthy yeah. um coming into season three she is still technically his slave yeah um but because he's a good master good in big air quotes yeah she's happy and and this is one of the things that shield hero wrestles with a lot they're trying to say something nuanced but maybe aren't doing it in the right way and the nuance here this time is that now Fumi's big plan is to buy all of the slaves of his land yep. or of this village in order to give them the same quality of life as Rotalia. or to free- well i don't think he ever explicitly says that he's going to free them
0: no, <laughs> what, what he it looks like he's gonna buy them. is he's setting them up in some sort of camp in order to be trained <laughs> oh, by no. some other people um, in some regard, and he's not going to be there very much. But mm. it's going to be a contained place where they can be safe, uh, like free-range chickens. Effectively, they're going to—they're gonna... <laughs> oh my... going to be allowed to sort of play out, but like they'll. They're still his property at the end of the
1: day. Yeah. And, and this is the thing with the nuance, right? Like, And they're all women. You can kind <laughs> it's of. It's just a harem. And, and they are all women. They're all women and they're all
0: sexy. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I mean, that's preference. <laughs> I
1: don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, not preference. It's completely objective. It's completely objective, absolutely. So, now from his plan, what did you think of this idea to just buy all the slaves and the narrative reason for him getting into this arena because in order to earn money which he doesn't have enough of to buy all these slaves he decides to enter an underground fighting ring which i don't know i i feel it's a bit contrived in terms of okay let's have a a, a tournament arc basically right yeah yeah which also serves as earning him some money like what did you think i I agree i think it's welcome back here we go it is
0: it is contrived and it 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 worries me with this type of show that starts him at a negative, that you're always going to be able to just side quest on all the way through and it just extends the anime indefinitely because there's always something that could kick up, um, you know, just appear through the dust and hold him back from like his overarching goals. Also, I haven't seen seasons one and seasons two, but the idea that he's benefited from this slave trade in the past and now it comes to season three yeah he's got some time to burn i get that but instead of like focusing on training or focusing on finding the other heroes that seem to be missing his focus is like yeah now i'm going to set this mission of freeing of of, of buying all the slaves that seems to just be a new agenda and that it almost feels like well i i don't want to move the plot on any further at the minute we've got some time to chill so i'm going to do this and then you know it's a bit fun. Like tournament arcs are going to be fun. Like it's it's exciting mm-hmm. to sort of see. But well, I say it's exciting. It's fun to see. I don't know whether the whether and it, and it be definitely did
1: look good. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, I think it, the the combat like that they have facilitated through the the tournament arc structure or the well, the, you. I mean, dude, by ep- by the end of
0: episode one, we see the first fight in the rolling of the credits at the end of the episode. Like because it introduces the idea of the. they're they're fighting (laughs) and then it cuts to the backstory of how they got there and then they just play the fight through the credit and (laughs) and it's like okay that was a a long a long walk for a small glass of water and
1: i'm assuming it gets better
0: in you know there's a bit more combat in two and three or whatever
1: but um it was a bit like okay well finally okay you here's the here's the combat this is what i'm here to see Mm. yeah i mean i think even like outside of the combat i think the show's still very much looks good. I think the yeah. character designs have changed very subtly from season one. Mm. Obviously the, the main themings of now for me is green and his shield are still there, but I think they look a bit softer. They seem to kind of blend with the background a bit more as they're walking through the world. Okay. I think that they look and feel like they're part of the setting now. And that's all part of what happens in season two and, and the, the progression of season one. Um, so you were saying, you were also yeah, I saying, think it... sorry to cut mm-hmm. you off.
0: Um, but you said off uh, off air that you, that you think you could jump into season three, uh, having just seen season one. Oh, um, gosh, what can you delve into that a bit more? Because obviously I don't know the story.
1: Hoist me by my own batard. Why don't you? Um, yeah, I think in terms of Me's story, and just because season two was really really bad. What made it bad? I don't think... Like, what, what? how it, can a show? Plot, the, honestly, right, okay. the plot. Like, season one, you've got 25 episodes, and it builds now for me up to taking on the waves, and he goes through minor hero's journey arcs, and he builds out his party. He gets the, uh, the young girl, the bird girl, right. who is now part of his party, um, and he learns new shields, new techniques. He gains these lands. It feels like a decent progression. And then season two suddenly goes, all right, what if there was a multiverse with other isekai protagonists and now you're in that multiverse but also we've taken all your abilities away so now you're starting from zero again, again, and also here's a bunch of characters that are only going to be relevant for this plot and also here's a giant CGI tortoise.
0: Oh yeah, they did mention the
1: tortoise. Yeah, Yes. It's... Yeah, I think watching it week to week, I didn't enjoy it. Hmm. It was almost like I was—I was, I was I, essentially I was—I was hate watching it because I've got a friend who's been reading the manga and they said it gets better after this. You just have to slog through the turtle arc, okay? Which is a very very strange sentence to say out loud. Yeah, <laughs> but I think even the produ- the production company knew this because it didn't have the same level of polish and same level of I don't know energy that season one had like whether season one it was all, all about like these heightened emotions and now for me overcoming the odds to prove that he's a hero even though he's been falsely acclaimed like uh critiqued and all this season two just felt like exactly like you said for here like a side quest right yeah it felt like he accidentally stumbled upon a side quest solved the side quest and it didn't feel like it impacted his world at all oh right okay And then coming into Season 3, it's like, okay, we're back in the main world and his actions now actually have tangible effects on the world he was supposed to be saving in Season 1. Yeah, it's just... It's it's in a very tricky situation because a lot of people fell off Shield Hero after Season 2. But I do think as a premiere, I don't know if that's just because I've been jaded by Season 2, I think this does a lot to kind of take a step back in the direction that made me really like this show the first time around. Okay. It has th- a good intro. Mm. The action's pretty good. Slavery aside, it's a good setup for where this plot is going to go. And it looks good. Like, yeah. Okay. How about you? Does it does it make you want to kind of go back and finish season one? Or does it make you want to kind of revisit this world at all? Honestly, not really. Um, I think the world
0: itself... It's quite interesting. Um it but I think mm. probably because of what you've said, it 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 makes sense. Like it doesn't feel like too much has happened. Um like he still goes yeah. back to the same merchant that um we see in the very beginning of season one. And it's nice, you know, like yeah. clearly that's supposed to be like I don't know whether he's seen him since, but it's it's supposed to be some sort of throwback and it's nice that it, that yeah. they're still um, you know, able to just have this banter between them and the bartering and stuff. Um, which I feel like the same joke is played out in season one, the whole idea that he offers less than his original offer. I feel like that might have been like a, a direct copy of the joke. Um, but yeah. which, which I don't know maybe that's cute um, rather but it, I, I don't know. I think yeah, like his character is still battling and it's just it's just that worry like this this quest you say that it seems to be a nice setup for season three. I'm not really seeing that because it is just, just feels mm. very side questy. Okay. Like potentially, I don't know, maybe like, <laughs> I can't see it ending well, to be honest, but maybe like <laughs> this slave thing, he becomes the like king of the slaves as it were. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> we, draw, we can draw parallels to Christianity all you want. And, and he's, he's then, um, I don't know, got like his little empire where everyone is free and it's all for like... It's like a, a safe haven, a sanctuary for anyone who's mm. down on a look and or like being um, uh, oppressed, you know? And it's, it's this like massive safe haven and that's like his yeah proper le- like pro- gift to this universe is that there is this sort of safe haven and people can learn from it and the world becomes a safer place. Mm. Like, yeah, as a story arc... And a long term plot that's kind of nice, isn't it? Like it, it, yeah. it almost goes, it it provides a it, it provides provides salvation for all of the accusations about Shield Hero in that you know oh but it's you know all these problems with slavery yeah but the ultimate goal is to have this his
1: it, mm. it ends on this sort of really nice safe world this nice note of him freeing the slaves the only problem with that is that the way he's going about it isn't by tearing down the system he is engaging in the system so yeah that i don't know from from a a narrative like standpoint i can't get on board with it because he's feeding more money into the slaving business which is just going to go to getting more slaves so it's almost He like is his, at the minute. Course, I mean, his uh, his like whole tale. actions
0: has upped the prices of slaves tenfold at this stage because the the guy's mm. like it's costing thirty gold per uh, slave now instead of thirty silver or whatever. So it's um it, it's made a huge because of his noto- mm. notoriety with um the slaves that he's got like that's pushed the prices up. Um, mm. so he's already had that impact. But I do think I think there is a lot to be said for like tearing down the system from within you know becoming yeah becoming the uh you know worming your way in taking control everyone thinks it's going hunky-dory and then it's like bang actually no here you, you now have no more slaves um <laughs> i don't know you know and anyone can come here um but
1: yeah i see your point we'll just have to see yeah, yeah. yeah. i mean do you it, know where that's it a goes? nice idea <laughs> I have no idea. No. As of now... Is the manga still um, going? Again, my friend who's... I think it is. And again, I think it is based off of light novels too. So I think the light novels are ongoing. But Crunchyroll, at the very least, is committed to this. Like, they signed a three-season deal, with this season being the last of those. I would imagine... They greenlit two seasons back-to-back. Back, so I can't see Shield Hero disappearing anytime soon. And I can see Shield Hero... Finishing out its story. Um, I do not know if it is completed. I've just
0: Googled it. It says um, it's uh, on the Reddit thread, apparently there hasn't been any new light novels since 2019. But that was a post in
1: 2021, so potentially not. Um, So there could be something new. So there's there's plenty of content for them to adapt and for them to go through. Um, Hopefully, like you said, this will be a nice uh, end goal, end journey for now for me, which is establishing a nation where people can live freely um until then hopefully he finds a better way to do it than engaging in slavery (laughs) yeah yeah i mean that would that would be nice um okay
0: so it's got some definitely some positives there's some stuff there that we all loved Mm. about the original series but yeah potentially there's some bigger issues afoot um in terms of the plot and the narrative moving forward maybe
1: yeah i think for you coming into this it's going to it's interesting to hear your perspective because for me compared to season two this was such a positive step back in the right direction that i think i'm maybe a little bit biased in in being more positive towards it and more um, appreciative of what's actually happening in terms of production values and uh like just general plot i think i'm more forgiving because I've had season two, which was such a sour grape for me. Yeah. Um, okay. I'll try not to let that flavour it. Um, I just found a, another article that
0: was written uh, last week. And again, it says that nothing's been published in 2019. There are rumours that the uh, author's still writing it, but there was only two uh, two um, things pl- uh, written in 2018, and it's sort of been slowing down, and then there's been nothing since 2019. Ah. Um, so... And apparently, the fans are very adamant that it needs many more uh, things what books, what to books to, to complete. complete the yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. So, who knows? Um, mm. Right, let's Good move on. Good on the spot on. research,
1: Will. Thank you. Um, let's move it on.
0: We are to Goblin Slayer. Goblin Slayer, the Slayer of Goblins, the sl- Slayer of Little We're Green back, Creepy rapists. Baby.
1: Um, oh
0: yeah. Oh, right. Okay. So, off the bat. This fired a lot of neurons for me for those first few episodes. It feels very the tone hasn't changed. The tone is exactly the same. Yep. It's the Mandalorian. <laughs> like it's just this dude who keeps go, going off on yep. his missions and And getting beat up. Getting beat up <laughs> and battling through, but he's just got this single mission and he's going to keep going at it and he never reveals his he never Kill takes the off the his goblins. helmet. Um Do we see his helmet come off at all in, in between when I dropped off and now
1: um we do we see um did we get he flash helmet off once we did get some flashbacks to why he hates goblins so much yeah uh, we also get a look at his head I guess mm. uh, he has silver hair uh, but we never see his face mm. at the end of season one they uh, he takes his helmet off I think in the guild hall to celebrate having beaten. A bajillion goblins, or <laughs> um, and he's meant to be quite handsome and quite attractive and, and whatnot. Oh wow! Uh, but here as well, actually, in episode, it'd be two, so novel two. if he was just pug ugly. Like it was, if he was just scarred to anything, like not act- not like typical anime where like I have this horrible scar and it's like a tiny yeah. little thing on their forehead. It's like full on just mangled face. No, it's just it's just like
0: a potato head under there. It's just like just does not look anime attractive at all and everyone's like oh god well at least he can kill goblins you know and it's just like oh no
1: no no, put that back on yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, keep the mask on (laughs) (laughs) i like it when you wear your
0: helmet (laughs) Mm. yeah so it has the exact same undertones as season one um Mm -hmm. it starts off very um graphic again is it flashbacks to the exact same scene as to
1: when from season one, when they. Yes, that first party who goes in uh, there re establishes the world and just how nasty these goblins can be mm. uh, by showing that first party and priest, who was priestess's first party, um, getting dis- <laughs> absolutely disassembled yeah. uh, by goblins in the worst way possible. Um, and like I said, this is one of the only episodes um, on Crunchyroll that has a content warning at the beginning of it because mm. the content itself is quite graphic and quite dark. And so we get reintroduced to this idea that goblins are dangerous when they are in large numbers, what goblins will do to their prisoners, which yeah. involves a remarkable amount of sexual assault and yep. general torture. Yep. Um, yeah. And then we spend the rest of the episode preparing to go out and deal with this menace um yeah i mean it is just the first e- the
0: first episode they go from it, he accepts a load of like he is a fun character to be around because he's just so dry and just like so single-minded he goes up to the um mm. guild hall um what do you call her employee secretary secretary lady she um it's like oh we've got all these goblin quests and you know some of the new um some of the newcomers some of the uh what do you call them? Oh, I'm so bad with my terminology. The what new did, adventurers. New adventurers have taken some other goblin quests, and he's like, "Well, give me those as well." <laughs> and he just takes the lot. I'll go. Ch-
1: I'll go check on
0: them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he goes off with his party. They agree to come and help him, and we don't actually see any goblin slaying. We just saw. Sort of, I'm sure I it know. just like cuts to. I think
1: it just cuts to them coming back. Yeah, right? and yeah. they're all kind of a bit scuffed up. Yeah. But... They've done their quest,
0: and then it's all about this new, um, this new boy who is an arrogant little uh, Shonen protagonist, wizard
1: boy, and um, yes, wants who to. wants to go and kill goblins, just <laughs> like the last guy who wanted to go and kill goblins.
0: Yeah, so I think this is his nephew or something. Um, Goblin slayers, yeah. Like there's a line later on, and I can't remember it. I'm sure they mention. He has a brother or something, or a sister.
1: Yes. And now, so this leads into some of the backstory we get in season one. Uh, we find out a bit more about. Oh, Goblin wait, did Slayer. his sister Spoilers die? for Goblin Slayer season one. Yeah. Um, uh, horribly. And other things yeah. above him whilst he was a child. Um, mm. And that's why he hates goblins so much. Mm. Uh, so, so maybe it's not. That's. That. Damn it. Not the case unfortunately i thought he was, but, going, thought he was uh,
0: inspired by his he'd heard that his uncle was the goblin slayer and he wanted to go follow
1: in his footsteps. Like, i too shall slay some goblins <laughs> yeah i mean i think dropping back into this it's been a while since um goblin slayers had any sort of content really um season wow. one dropped 12 episodes then there was the quote-unquote movie which was more of a recap of the first season and then 40 minutes of like a one-shot D&D adventure where they go to this snow castle and beat up a bunch of goblins, which is kind of cool. Interesting plot. So you say they beat up goblins, you say? Yes. They slay some goblins. Mm. Mm. How How unique and original. (laughs) Yes. Um, And so coming back to this, it was almost table dressing. It was, okay, so who are our characters? Remember these guys? Yeah, Yeah, they they love killing goblins. (laughs) Let's just reestablish the world, make sure everybody's on the same page and introduce our new character, Wizard Boy, who is going to, I guess, kind of be our new protege who's going to come into it and understand what Priestess understands, which is that Goblins are somewhat of a threat. I think it's a very mundane episode. Mm -hmm. I think if we're comparing it to the first episode of season one, I would say it's probably worse. Mm -hmm. I would say that it isn't, as immediately engaging. like For all the issues and problems that there are with the first episode of yeah. Goblin Slayer, including its portrayal of women and its general levels of violence across the board, you can't knock it points for not trying to hook its audience straight away. Like If you're into that kind of thing, or if you want a show that's edgy, episode one of season one absolutely yeah. knocks it out of the park. Yeah. Here, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but if I was a, somebody just coming in back into Goblin Slayer mm. without having watched it in over a year or two, then it's pretty mundane. It, yeah. it it's almost like this episode exists for people who've watched season one. It's not trying to recapture your attention. It's more of a check in. Yeah, and in all fairness, to get things ready.
0: That's. It, I think it is a strange, a, a strange person who comes in at season two and not has not seen season one. Um. Mm. so but to compare this with shield hero shield hero was the hardest to watch out of the three shows because i felt a lot had happened really? i just felt like a lot had happened mm. and there was a lot of things in there was a lot of monologuing that um and a lot of conversation that i felt i didn't have enough background i was trying to like read between the lines you know with the like the giant turtle and things like that um mm. and so and, and you know the fact that he has his own little village uh, kingdom thing so, I think it was clear and evident that a lot had happened. In Goblin Slayer, it could just be Season 1, Episode 5 or 6. It doesn't really feel like it could, yeah. much has happened. And I think, potentially, there is a... that Maybe they haven't completely worked out how to overcome the barrier of the fact that he's just fighting goblins. <laughs> um because although they are a different type of goblin and they are sort of like a bit more you know in in groups they are pretty horrible and horrific um at the end of the day once you've done that season one arc of we're gonna do this big absolute battalion of goblins and we're gonna we're gonna defeat them and Mm. win and be victorious it's like well now we've got to go again. And it's like, well, how yeah. can we do that that's different to what we've done before? And it's like, well, we'll throw in a new adventurer that's brand new and we have to teach the world to again. And
1: we, and I'm thinking, well, we've we've done that. We've just done we've that. We've already done that. We've done that with, with Priestess. With and, Priestess. And getting her kind of up to speed. And, and this whole thing of her needing to rank up mm. feels a bit trite when we as an audience kind of know that she's capable. She's been hanging mm. with these guys for a long time. Yeah. And so for her to have to just go through the motions, it's it's bureaucracy that she has to <laughs> yeah. deal with. She has yeah. to go through the motions to level up, like if you were playing an MMO, you just got to go do this quest and prove that you can lead in order to get your next level mm. uh, within the guild hall so you can get more powerful missions. But for me, that is not an engaging intro i've seen a lot of season uh twos or threes opening episodes which go absolutely balls to the wall to make it engaging and make it exciting and be like welcome back to this world here's how we're gonna launch you back into it And i think even with shield hero at the very least yes there's a lot of expositing about what's happened but they throw you into the new plot and the new um threads of the story straight away whereas Mm. here it feels like it's idling it's getting ready to go yeah and, and that's fine i understand the necessity of it but for me it really didn't it, it didn't work for me yeah. on a per, just a personal preference way yeah fair enough I, and I, I think i agree
0: it was it was nice to sort of see some of the like i do think they are trying to build a more rich sort of um you know role-playing parallels you know they're trying to draw a lot more of those like the fact that they wrap string around the potions that they need to yeah yeah they need to have access to quickly so they can feel for them like that's a really nice little touch i think they are i think it is a bit of a passion project and they do care about
1: like the details and the world building and the actual like the mechanics of it yeah yeah i think that and And, and like you said that little bit about the potions (laughs) I think, is a really good example of that. Um,
0: but potentially they've yeah. neglected. That's come at a bit of a cost to the overall plot and the overall um, direction of the show. Yeah. Because, again, I'm not sure I want to see Priestess go off with this amateur. Although, although to be fair, in season one, I remember us having a whole debate around whether... Goblin Slayer was the best protagonist to have because he was already leveled up to a thousand, and already knew everything about ah. it. And we were following Priestess as she sort of bumbled along next to him, and we did like that. There was another show that did something similar. Was it um Dungeon? No, I'm thinking. Um,
1: no, oh, Danmachi. Like. Danmachi, maybe. Um, where he, ha- he No, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, because bells are kind of point of view. No, I, I get what you mean. Like having that point of view character, that that fresh pair of eyes who goes through and learns new stuff. Especially if Goblin Slayer's out of the picture,
0: because he's they're going off on their own, aren't Mm. they?
1: Yeah, it it provides a good... I, I, You know what? I agree with this take, because it does give us a chance to see Priestess apply what she's learnt with her year of adventure. Mm. She's a year into the job, she's been working with Goblin Slayer that entire time, and now it's a chance to show that she can do it by herself. Yeah. She doesn't need to rely on him. It kind of gives us that kind of moment of, look how far she's come as she now becomes the mentor. So in in that sense, I think that that's a good decision. Um, it's almost like she's becoming the Goblin Slayer. <laughs> the Goblin Slayer. The Goblin Priest.
0: <laughs> the Goblin Priestess. Yeah. Mm. The show just gets a massive rebound. Okay. Yeah. So... Yeah. I've come around on that a little bit. I think um, that could work. Yeah,
1: you've you've saved that a little bit there at the end. I think um, that with that insight, mm. I didn't I didn't consider it from that point of view.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay. Cool. Um, so, that being said, um, potentially there is more to Goblin Slayer than f- at first meets the eye. We could call it the Transformers of anime. Um,
1: the Transformers of anime, like Transformers, isn't already an anime. <laughs>
0: All right, shut up. Um, no, no, it was a Michael Bay movie. I don't know what you are talking about. Like the Michael Bay movie came first. Then they made toys, and then they made anime. Oh my gosh!
1: Don't even talk to me about the uh, the Michael Bay movies. I had a flashback the other day to um, the Mark Wahlberg ones. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Look, yeah, but dude, it's Mark Wahlberg. It doesn't matter. It's Mark Wahlberg. He's 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 a hero.
1: American. He's an American sniper. Yeah, yeah. That was Bradley Cooper, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Was Was it Mark Wahlberg? No, it was was Bradley Bradley Cooper. Yeah. No. (laughs) Um, Goodness gracious me. Anyway, our uh, nostalgic movie nights aside, that does bring us to our final show uh, of the autumn season that we're going to check out. Because after this, there's no point really running through uh, anything else that's uh, popped up. This one is brand (laughs) new, brand spanking new. Uh, that Will has selected, and it's called Kingdoms of Ruin. Absolutely. Which selected based on the poster alone. Now, Will, I want you to start this. Okay. I'd like you to kind of lead the way with this. All right, fine. What's going on here? Yeah,
0: so uh, Kingdom Go. of Ruin is a um, Japanese series based on a manga that... Um, is about witches and which is almost in a alternative modern day reality where there are high um high fantasy elements in terms of sort of spaceships and uh, transportation there seems to be lots of magic involved because we've got witches and apprentices and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing but it's also got uh, smartphones and trains and they mm. even give us a little montage of the level of sophistication with these high-tech cities these sprawling metropolitan cities um so it they also give us a real nice backstory at the beginning <clears throat> that sets the scene and it's in, it basically yep. which is uh i can't remember if they were created
1: or if they just appeared but they... they said in the opening monologue, uh, God created the witches oh, right, and yep. bestowed them with magic. Mm-hmm. And God said to the witches uh, that they need to assist the humans mm. because the humans are weak and that the witches should use their magic to, to support and grow and allow human society to flourish. And then very quickly, it's like the humans, as humans do,
0: turn against... Out of fear and jealousy, they turn against
1: humans. Were the monsters?
0: Yeah, (laughs) they turn against the witches and start to hang them and whatever else. Mm. And then we cut to the modern day and we're we're, we're thrown into our main characters, which is which I can't remember her names. I can't remember the names. Uh, Chloe and Adonis. Chloe and Adonis. Thank you very much. Let me just make it uh chloe and adonis mm-hmm. so which chloe is um this very high um i don't know very high powerful ice high, witch yeah ice witch yeah and um adonis um where, where does the name adonis come from is that a greek god adonis, adonis i th- oh, no,
1: think is it Egyptian? so i mean y- y- I mean, you you say that, oh, man, he was an Adonis of a man. He's like this perfect, muscular person. Oh, it's Greek mythology. The name doesn't seem Greek mythology.
0: mythology. Uh, The favourite of the goddess Aphrodite.
1: Ah, thanks, Aphrodite. Always coming in here and blessing us with your faves. (laughs) Yeah, so he's called Adonis, but he doesn't really live up to the name all that much. He's quite scrawny at the beginning. Mm. Um, He is a human Rather than a witch or a magic, a magic user, but he can user. do magic. But Chloe has been teaching him magic, yes. So he seems to use from the OP and from what he's trying to do later yeah, in the episode, yeah. he seems to use a quill, yes. in order to activate his magic—a
0: gold quill that looks pretty impressive—and he uh, he writes mm. things down, and it's supposed to do stuff. Um, and um, so, yeah, we set these this duo up. And they're on the run because humans are... Tra- and there is a bit too much exposition here. I will say that outright. Like there's... Th- they are reiterating some of the same arguments, but they're really trying to drill home the fact that people don't like witches and they're on the run. They don't like the witches at all. And then they get... And and, and you know what? I, up until this point, I quite... I, I think it was quite engaging. I was like, okay, so we've got this witch. She... These these uh, soldiers, this military sort of okay. eunuch charge them down trying to take them in and she just yep.
1: absolutely annihilates them freezes them with her decimates magic. them and then ice powers she brings out this big is it an axe or a lance she summons something it's like really a cool.
0: staff with like um, a weird star head to it that she seems to just wield mm. like um Card captors style, um, or Sailor, oh my sailor goodness, Moon.
1: Yes, <laughs> and it's a magical girl transformation tool, pretty much. I'm pretty sure she calls on the magic
0: <laughs> to like give her the yeah. goes into this <laughs> to summon it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and lo and behold, it's a trap. These these soldiers have sacrificed their lives in order to send a
1: magic. Um open, open um a science something. I think it's it seems to be science but also very magic esque. Like that they, yeah, they yeah. teleport Chloe and Adonis yeah. to the capital. It's basically the um, they... is it Einstein Bridge? Special... <laughs> the... Yeah, <laughs> the uh what's it called? In Thor, the Heimdall's yeah. uh, Heimdels thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It looks it's like that. Um, yeah. They warp them across. And and she makes a note to say not even witches have mastered teleportation. Mm. But the humans have somehow figured out a way to do it. And they, mm. they teleport them to the capital. Um, and then what happens next, Will? Well... What 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 happens? Um, so there's this... Is the day saved? <laughs> well... Oh, my God.
0: Um, so the good lord there's the leader the king of the humans effectively the king of this city at least from what we know or this nation
1: the nation yeah are something rius maybe or the the king of this this country yeah he summons them
0: and he's just preaching man like he's like we don't need the witches look at all the wonderful things we can do in this world and um adonis is is trying to he's been pinned down and he's trying to sort of basically the king is threatening the witch and he and adonis is all you know teary about it and wants to stop him so it's like he tells the guy uses magic
1: but yeah but but the magic's been cancelled <sighs> yes yeah, like it's been blocked and the
0: king authorizes the guards to shoot the boy and we're like whoa okay and at that i feel like there's something coming when i'm watching i'm like are they just going to execute him right there and then? Like, is is this like the That's big? That's it. It's game over. <laughs> and they don't. <laughs> That's the twist. Because the the witch sort of. Oh, oh, oh! By the way, she's at this point. She's also been molested and her clothes have been ripped off by. Oh the Oh my king. goodness!
1: Yes. Um. For a... uh, yes, the cl- the king has ripped off her top for for plot relevant reasons. Absolutely. The plot being both of her badonka donks.
0: Yeah and the reasoning in the inch sh- in universe reasoning is that it's him proving that that she's just a woman as if that's a an insult um wow yeah what a what a line yeah what a line um so not great there but then he's <laughs> then the <laughs> the witch declares like oh it's all my fault i um i've kidnapped, I kidnapped him, him and i've sort of brainwashed him and i've just forced him to be my little slave um that sounds weird in itself and then he yep. a, a, and she says just do what you <laughs> want with me i don't care so he puts a gun to her head and as yep. she's mid-sentence declaring her love for adonis he pulls the trigger and then a and then firing only squad that I... <laughs> just unload into her falling corpse and but that's not enough and that's not enough he then <laughs> takes a the axe to decapitate her and hold up her head to the cheering audience who are laughing at the at the
1: mockery of this witch and cheering that she and been taking photos on oh, their yeah. smartphones and yeah taking videos streaming it to everybody and then cut to a 10 years later time skip oh yeah yeah, then there's a ten years
0: time skip, which I didn't get because I think it was in um, kanji or something. Like I, don't, I, don't, I think I saw ten, and then like the rest <laughs> was like in in Japanese. So I was like, I don't know what that says. I um, thought so what is this? And we've got everyone <laughs> slaved
1: up. Are these all supposed to be witches, or are these just? I people? don't think so. I think these are just prisoners. And uh, right, yeah. prisoners the whole stick of this. This part is that we are introduced to our new pink haired waifu character, who is a beacon of positivity. Mm. And she is uh, so selfless that she gives away her food, she swaps her ID tags Mm. with people who are getting called up, um, and she meets a really, really uh, offensive image of a gay man. (laughs) Before mm. being told that she's going to be turned into a sex slave, mm. before she breaks away uh, and tries to escape, before all of this, <laughs> okay, culminating... there was, there was one in... comedy moment where she she's trying to do the the unlock the phone. And with she the voice. does the voice of the guy, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like like she makes her voice deeper yeah. and like the animation changes so that it, like her head yeah. is his face but with her pink hair, yeah. which was quite funny. Yeah, because she's also surprised that it works. Which is funny, yeah, and it's like oh, surprise! Now there's a prison break, and it all ends with her waking up, who I can only assume is Adonis, yeah. who has been sealed in this based on Iron Maiden, based on the OP thing, <laughs> like based, feels... yeah, based on the OP. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, OP, for coming in halfway through the episode to give me context yeah. clues, uh, and and then our episode ends with him seemingly really strong and breaking out of his bonds, and I fucking hated this every second of this show <laughs> was like a nail under my fucking fingernails oh my god. i'm so sorry oh my god do you know what this reminded me of yeah it reminded me of clockwork planet which is not a glowing review <laughs> everything about the exposition to the powers to the fact that like it was so gratuitously violent <laughs> just went again i just oh. i did not have a good time with this Oh, wow. From the first From the first For them walking through like I was kind of into it The whole god explanation Fine, I'm there Cool, Cool idea And then just them talking in the desert And there was this weird filter Over everything I don't know if you noticed this Whilst you were watching But there was this weird filter That kept kind of like Shimmering towards the middle of the screen Which was so distracting When the OP didn't have it But every other scene did and I rewound, I checked, it has this. And I'm like, are you trying to like do a film, Grain? No? Then why? And it is so edgy. It's like, if you ask 13-year-old me what the edgiest, most like amazing, awesome story would be, it would be this. Oh, then her top gets ripped off, so her boobs are out. Then she gets shot in the head and then shot to pieces and then decapitated. And he's crying and he can't do anything. Oh my God, dude. And then they're all sex slaves. Yo, this is gonna be like this is so controversial, and I'm like, why, why?
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, that's God. so interesting. Considering we've just come from, first of all, a show where the the, the premise is um, he's a bit accused of rape (laughs) and in a universe where slaves are a real thing. I
1: know. And then we move
0: to something where the goblins (laughs) are sexual assaulters, like persistently (laughs) and are raping and uh, and harming people.
1: Maybe that's it. Maybe that's (laughs) why though, because I'm just, I'm so just done with it. I'm like, I get it. He's a bad guy. He doesn't need to fondle her for me to get that he's a bad guy. Hmm. Like, I understand but I'm just I don't know, man. We could call this entire episode edgy anime the movie. Mm. Because it is just everything we've watched today is oh, uh, but what if it was what if we flip the fantasy uh, genre on its head and we do something that's really do you know controversial? What? I don't think this outdated. is I don't think
0: this is the fantasy genre at all. I think this is um is the Bible reinterpreted with witches. Because i think jesus was sent by god to (laughs) to save humanity no go on please No, continue to save humanity (laughs) and then humans turned against him and killed him and this is exactly the same premise where witches were sent to save humanity and humanity (laughs) turned against them and started killing them and then I don't know where adonis comes into this but that's the that's the first He's the, the holy first...
1: spirit or something <laughs>
0: yeah no that's the reckoning he, he's the, he's the reckoning he's judgment day He is judgment <laughs> day come to destroy Godham and samora but like potentially and like only the only the just and the righteous will survive he is armageddon he's i'm gonna kill he's... all
1: the humans i hate humans i'm gonna kill them all yeah but i am a human whoa <laughs> I'm yeah. just... You're just not into this. Look, I, th- I thought it started out with an interesting premise, but there was just something about the direction and just the speed of the exposition. Mm. And the fact that halfway through, he just goes, oh yeah, I have a smartphone, by the way. Mm. What? Like the juxtaposition of like the high tech with the fantasy elements is just so shoehorned in there that I couldn't... <laughs> kind of get into it I thought oh am I watching the wrong show am I watching in another world with my smartphone like this just felt that like, sounds like a
0: good show we'll watch that next
1: <laughs> like yeah we'll do that next week this just in everybody we're watching that isekai next week if, if this is what it, is. it felt like an isekai I wasn't sure if it was an isekai until the time skip because he was there with a with a smartphone talking about stuff and how he's a, a regular human being trained It felt like every isekai we've ever watched, but also not. (laughs) I don't know, man. It's just just, something about it just hits me in all the wrong places. Mm. And I hate that because I'm going to watch all of it. I'm going to watch this entire show until the end because this is now my palate cleanser. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Wow. I did not expect that level of hate for this show, man. Uh, i didn't really honestly i didn't think it was that bad i thought it was again a bit of edgy for edgy's sake um but i feel like that with a lot of the shows we watch i feel like that with a lot Mm. of anime is just trying to be edgy for edgy's sake and once i got over that barrier i was like when that op hit and I see Adonis
1: at full power. What a bad OP, though. <laughs> the OP was so bad. It was, oh, like, so but he's, slow. The character design, he's, man. <laughs> he does look very cool. He, he looks so cool. Like, this cool. kind of, like... Uh, and, <laughs> and to be fair, from the OP, seeing a dude fighting with a quill yeah. is the most peak 2000 like, mid-2000s yeah, yeah. anime thing that you could ever do. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, yeah, fine. But even then, looking at I, what I'm assuming is the is the extended cast for this, yeah, there's like the guy who seems to be the big bad is some sort of weird zombie dude. Don't like that design. <laughs> there's some sort of night guy. Don't like his design. I hate the pink-haired girl. <laughs> she is just everything about her from the from the genki nature that she's approaching everything to the fact that she seems to be kind of. Dumb, but not dumb, but also dumb.
0: <laughs> I, I just can't get before. a
1: read on it. <laughs> just... Never seen this character before. I honestly think this is the show that's about that, that's broken me. <laughs> this wow. is the straw that's breaking the camel's back. I'm backpack. so proud of my choice. I think <laughs> I did. <laughs> You've done it. You've. <laughs> I hate anime now. We're <laughs> <laughs> done. Um... That's it. We're over. <laughs> That's, that's, um, no, I mean, you know, maybe it's going to turn itself around in the next couple of episodes. Maybe this was all table dressing to kind of get the dark backstory out of the way so that we can actually get into the meat of things, which is he's an overpowered protagonist who does who hates the world. cool magic and hates the world and wants to kill humans. Honestly, I will bump this show up if in the next episode, Adonis comes out swinging and just kills absolutely everybody he lays his eyes on. Mm. If he actually comes out and they follow through with this whole I hate humans premise, Mm. fine, done. I take everything back. Okay. If they mince around it and this pink-haired girl is his conscious and tells him not to do it, The hatred's gonna die. This is my offer to you, Will. Oh no, no, that's that's unfair. That is so unfair. I will reverse. You know that's gonna happen. You know
0: that's gonna. (laughs) She's in the OP. We know he's not just gonna slay her in the middle of this room, and you know she's gonna be a part of the team, and it's gonna be his little voice of reason on the side. Like you know this. She's 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 too good. She's too good. (laughs) She's too. She's too pure for this world. Exactly. Exactly. There's no. You know that that's gonna happen. (laughs) <laughs> but on the off chance okay. that he does go can on I get, can i do a manifest? counter argument if because right. I, I think there's every chance that it'll start off with him slaying and then over the progression of the season she then brings him back round and the, you know there's someone there to mm-hmm. save sort of thing um is that acceptable is that an acceptable arc as long as he starts by slaying
1: like I, I, again, as long as he starts episode two, just <laughs> indiscriminately, if I get a whole episode of him just indiscriminately killing humans, yeah. just in the goriest way possible, I will reverse what, my opinion. What, I'll say, You if, know what?
0: It was all worth it. What if he corrupts her, and then she just turns into this badass machine? And it's 10 out like, of
1: 10. Actually- 10 masterpiece. <laughs> <laughs> she becomes the ultimate killing weapon. I'm there for it. I'm absolutely in. That... Is a good twist. <laughs> yeah. I love how I love how the,
0: the opinion is this show is just edgy for edgy's sake. But what if it's the edgiest? What if it got
1: edgy <laughs> This is the thing. It has like so I've been watching The Eminence in Shadow season two, right? Right. And it and I kind of fell out of love with The Eminence in Shadow towards the end of season one. Because it got a bit too bogged down in storytelling and trying to tell a serious story. Season 2 opens up with a vampire zombie apocalypse happening in a town. And the main character just parroting the same phrase that he heard from a vampire hunter. Because he thinks it's cool. (laughs) And he never elaborates on it. It is the funniest thing I've ever watched. And it's so good. That sounds... He's he's literally like... The blood moon comes. The frenzy is nigh escape now if you can and he says that no less than six times to six different sets of characters while slaughtering <laughs> these vampires with no effort <laughs> and i love it because it knows what it's doing right yeah, yeah. it knows that it's trying to be edgy but that's the joke the yeah. joke is it's so edgy yeah it's like that a it wraps back around sketch. into parody yes exactly whereas here it's it's edgy but it's not self-aware about it it's taking itself way too yeah seriously. it is
0: taking itself seriously i will give you
1: that um and that
0: is a bit of an ick like it what, a, what a 20 30. oh did you just say it
1: did just say it yeah sorry um oh my god we can't really we can never re-listen to this episode you've oh, dated us yeah you've, uh, <laughs> yeah I have, 12 yeah. months after it was popular <laughs> <laughs> yeah i don't know why that came into my
0: mind it's suitable though like i think it does it turns you like if it's if it's not self-aware then it does just become a bit cringy and it just feels like Mm. uh, you're really pushing this narrative you're really trying to make us feel this passionate about these characters in this fantasy world that you've made up to be a bit weird and different Mm.
1: um but like i've just finished watching um Gurren Lagan, that it's just come back to cinemas I've watched it again mm. and the way that they deal with a major character death hits much harder even though it's not as gruesome or violent it works because we've gotten to know them yeah I feel just knowing Chloe for five minutes essentially mm. before okay. she gets the worst things okay, happening let-
0: to her I get that I get what you're saying you know and we had we've had this in other shows before where they've killed off main characters, supposedly main characters early on, and we talked about mm. like, um, uh, Misuke, uh, Mish- Mishoki Tensei.
1: Mishoki Tensei, yeah, yeah. When they, when they, which just finished its second season or the first half of it, very good. It's all about erectile dysfunction. But when, and I'm not kidding.
0: But when his uh, mentor leaves, we talked about like the the impact of that, and we thought they'd done a mm. good job with that. I think. Yes, that this, you don't have the weight of this. But I do think you see that relationship with Adonis. And I think you see enough of, like, I think her character design was not just superficial. Like, they've put effort into this. Mm. And you don't, I I wasn't expecting her until, like, obviously, they're captured. And I'm like, so the trigger was pulled. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, even before then, it was sort of like, okay, this is going to go south. Because there's clearly, like, he's got the upper hand but I still think they did a good job of setting it up like, oh, it's going to be this duo. She's going to be teaching him the ways and they're going to have to work together mm. and save things. But no, lo and behold, he's left abandoned as this amateur um,
1: novice wizard thing. Who's never really used his magic before. Yeah. And now we're going to set him up as this and then he's sealed away for 10 years. Yeah.
0: Huge, just a ball of anger. I'm quite curious to see how he dealt, Does how he comes out of this.
1: Yeah. Yeah, fair. I think my fear is Chloe features quite prominently in the OP as well. Oh, right. So I do have a fear, and and, and this could be completely unfounded. Mm. Couldn't happen. Maybe it's not going to happen. But the fear is there that, is there going to be some way for him to bring her back because she's so prominent? Or is it going to be that she's, like, more flashback dependent so yeah every time he does something new it, it cuts back to it's like... gonna flash back to this is how i learned it and yeah, so yeah. this is why we now have chloe here yeah. with her cool character design with the popular voice actress who plays her is that going to be the case and so it it wouldn't cheapen the death but i feel like again because it happened so quickly and so brutally mm. yeah, that's fair they try they, they try to make it have more impact by making it brutal so and horrific but to summarize yeah. i think this show is to it, bring it together is
0: is hinging on a lot of um ifs ands, and buts and it will take yes. a little while to see whether they are going to follow through mm. and, and whether there's going to be a big enough payoff so i think we can happily sit on the fence for episode one um Yep. but it is interesting how much you, you hated <laughs> this show yeah yeah, you've made your mind up dude um I, I, I would, i've drawn my line at this i would dude. love like, to see episode... you come back next week and be like oh my god it's the best show ever it's so good <laughs> actually
1: <laughs> no you don't understand episode three is where it really picks back up yeah and this is the thing and this is the the, the premise of our podcast this show was that idea of those three episode rules mm. as a first episode this doesn't hit for me. No. If I go and watch the next two episodes, which are out at the time of recording, maybe something will change. What I'm really excited to find out is if it doesn't change, how much more angry am I going to be next week? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we definitely, whatever we do next week,
0: we need to do an update
1: of, of how you've got. We on have to list. have a, ch- a check-in on yeah. <laughs> the kingdoms of ruin. Wow. It could be our weekly segment. Yeah. yeah just, just a five minute <laughs> rant. Um, Well, uh, Sam,
0: obviously you're going to watch all of these as they continue to air, isn't it? Yep, I shall. For me, I think I have to carry on watching this one now. I feel like I have to carry on (laughs) because Kingdoms... You've got a duty. Yeah, Kingdoms of Ruin is... It just seems like it's going to be
1: great content, and I just—I'm so curious to see what happens. Watch this become your new favorite show of all time, right? And This—this this is going to be slowly my new sword drive art. me more insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, oh my god!
0: I'm here for it. I'm probably not going to revisit Shield Hero or Goblin Slayer, to be
1: honest, because both of them—that's fair. They didn't drag you back in, kicking no, and screaming. Like no. that's understandable. I get that. Oh, right cool brilliant well i think with all that said um i think we're maybe done with uh, autumnal uh, anime for now okay. i think next week we'll maybe return to uh, something a bit more standard for the podcast uh, we'll maybe we're still looking at changing structures and we're looking at uh, how we approach the podcast in general we want to keep it anime focused yeah. but we also want to kind of branch out and start doing other stuff so we'll have a bit of a think about that Um, Let us know if you liked our two autumnal anime recommendation lists. We looked at six shows. There's about 60 shows airing at the moment. So we've literally dipped our toes in the pond of uh, what's coming out right now. But yeah, if you like what you listen to, please give us a review, recommend to a friend. That's how we grow. And we'll hopefully see you next week. One would hope.
0: Yeah, absolutely. One would hope. Thank you all for listening. It's uh, been a pleasure. And um, take care is out.